You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well, it's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com, and I'm joined once again with Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Uh, You know, this is... uh, Let me just get into this and say that, you know, we so often uh, have bash mother-in-laws, and we have tons of articles on our website about dealing with these mother-in-laws from hell, Um, but... You know, that's not always the case. Some of us have really great mother-in-laws, and sometimes, though, even if, even if they are really good mother-in-laws, uh, that doesn't always mean that they respect all the boundaries or that they may – or that you're comfortable in how they fit into your life. <clears throat> Excuse me. So what we're going to talk about today is mother-in-laws who disrespect your time. Um, you know, we're talking about mother-in-laws who are nice. They don't tell you how to run your marriage or your family, uh, but they seem to be taking up more and more of your time. And, you know, we're really going to address how you may have grumbled to your spouse about it. Uh, but you know, she's nice. She doesn't bother us that much. She doesn't have anyone else. And she's my mom is really the sympathetic response that you get. Uh, so Noel, what, do you do um, if this is your situation? Do you just say, you know, yes, dear, uh, to your spouse, and you know, it's their mom? Uh, no, because if you start in with yes, dear, <laughs> you find that you will be doing yes, dear, more and more, and what was an occasional interference with your time will probably be greater and greater. You know, because we have a tendency when people say, yeah, okay, I'll do that, to ask more of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, just nature. And, you know, we, we actually, Steve, teach people how to treat us by what we allow into our lives. So, no, I don't think yesterday is a real hot idea. Okay. And um, the problem isn't with your spouse. So grumbling to your spouse about it is natural because you'd like a little sympathy there. (laughs) But (laughs) the bottom line is the problem isn't with your spouse. Your spouse isn't hanging over you going, you'd better do this with my mother-in-law or else, I mean with my mom or else. He's not doing that. So you've got to deal directly with your mother-in-law. And, hey, you know, we're grown-ups. We need to be able to do this. Okay. And I know um, a lot of times – uh, particularly in other podcasts and articles, not on, it might have been with with another uh, expert, Noel. But I know we've talked a lot about you know blood deals with blood in terms of like those outer family relationships. But in this case, um, it, it's best to just kind of go directly to the source because there's a relationship there too. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. In other words, this isn't where you know it's your husband's brother. Okay. okay, that's one of the outliers. And then it's up to your husband to say, hey, dude, you can't just drop in unannounced because you know we're having a barbecue. You know, maybe we have other, other friends we're entertaining, whatever, whatever. Then it's blood to blood. Okay. But here you have a relationship, and she expects you to have, and it's normal. It's normal that, that as the daughter-in-law, you're going to have a relationship. And so you can't really pass that one on. Okay. Uh, 
And, and I was just going to say, you know, I think that's part of the issue that um, we've written about before is when you get married, a lot of the mother-in-laws are have this ex, you know, the, the daughter that got married or the son that got married, you know, there's expectations there, but the mother-in-law has expectations of what that relationship is going to be changing into. And so oh, yeah. this, this uh, increased level of communication is one of those. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of people out there probably thinking, you know, dealing directly with your mother-in-law may be harder than it sounds. Yep, if you've already got your mom you're dealing with. <laughs> Gee, thanks for saddling me with another one kind of thing. But, you know, it's actually, and you mentioned this in your intro, Steve, it's actually about good boundary setting, which is a very useful skill for us to learn for any people interaction, especially with your adolescent children. But, for example, let me, because it's easier to, I think, understand this stuff when we give examples. Mother-in-law says, I need you to take me to my doctor's appointment today. Okay. And normally you would maybe grumble a little, like, oh, boy, uh, inconvenient, uh, but you'd go ahead and you'd say, okay, fine. But if you're going to learn boundary setting, what you want to say is something like, well, gee, Mom, I, I wish I could, but it's not possible today. What time is your appointment? I'll call a cab mm. for you to pick you up. Now, you're starting to turn yourself into a resource person as opposed to a hands-on person. Uh-huh. Of course, your mother-in-law is going to say something like, oh, I don't have any cash for a cab. I, <laughs> I cabs are expensive and whatever else. And then what you need to be strong and follow up with is not a problem. I'll make sure the cab takes a credit card. Or if your mother-in-law's funds are restricted, you can bite the bullet and call the cab company and set up an account so that, when she takes that particular cab company, it's paid for because mm-hmm. you have to figure out, Steve, what's it worth to you. Yeah. In other words, if you're in a real penny-pitching situation, you're tightening that belt really hard, then I guess you're going to go take mom. Okay. But if you have a tiny bit of slack, you know, maybe use extra coupons, whatever, it may be beneficial to you to save that hour or two that it would require out of your day and spring to the cab. And really, this is just one specific scenario, but, you know, the example that you gave really uh, squashes all the excuses that a mother-in-law and and rebuttals that a mother-in-law may come up with and and allows you to set up those boundaries. Yes. And I think that if you practice a little bit, you know, like when when we learn how to do job interviews, Mm -hmm. we're always told that we should... Uh, have answers for whatever we think the questions are going to be, especially the hard ones. Yeah. Well, when you're first trying to teach yourself how to set boundaries with your mother-in-law, it's a good idea, and you can even do this with your spouse, to role-play some of what the objections are going to be and, you know, come up with um, caring, compassionate, useful answers. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so other than setting boundaries, are there any other ways you can teach uh, your mother-in-law how you want to be treated? Yes, and I think it's actually probably the more effective and, and, and compassionate road is be proactive. Okay. In other words, you know your, mom's gonna have, your mother-in-law is going to have some needs somewhere in the week, okay, or in the two weeks, whatever. So you'd call her at the beginning of the week and say, I have some time, you know, Wednesday afternoon. You can either get off work a little early or maybe the kids are, you know, in after-school activities, whatever. But I have some time Wednesday afternoon. Is there anything you need or that I can do for you then? Probably she will say, oh, no, dear, I'm fine. Okay? Okay. And then she's going to call on Thursday and want you to do something that day. And there you are back to boundary setting. Only now you've started to train her or help her understand that 
if she will plan ahead a little bit, you can help out. Okay. So another way to do it is to say, okay, you, you've said, do you have any doctor or other appointments? And she says, Tuesday morning. Okay, she chooses the time. And you, again, out of caring, you organize your week, so Tuesday morning you're free. And then you say, great, I'll be glad to take you. And if you have any errands you want to run with me, we mm. can do them after the doctor's appointment. Okay. So you see how you're setting this up, Steve? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the, the, it's really the whole point is, isn't to not be with or do things with your mother-in-law. It's really just to do them in a way that fits your life. Exactly. Because you, you're lucky enough to have a good mother-in-law. You enjoy her. You know, it's, it's not like this is a terrible person you want to cut out of your life. You want to be helpful, but you don't want to turn into one of those used and abused daughter-in-laws. You just don't. So... You know, you're certainly capable of integrating an afternoon or a morning or a whatever into your week, especially when you plan ahead. Because, frankly, the stuff that kills us, Steve, is that last-minute demand. Uh-huh. Then you're reorganizing your entire schedule, and, you're, and, and, and it makes you crazy. You don't have to be crazy to be nice. Yeah. You just have to help her understand we need a little planning here. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as, you, as your example above demonstrated, you don't have to do it all yourself. Uh, you, can, you can just call a cab and, sure. and, still accomp- and still be helpful in the relationship. Yeah, and there's a lot of other things. I mean, the cab is just, as you pointed out, just one resource. But there's a lot of other stuff because, you know, we've become a society that's more respectful of, of our elders. And so there's Meals on Wheels, there's Bookmobiles, there's all sorts of van services and shuttle services, you know. Or maybe mom needs company. Maybe that's really, you know, she doesn't, she's not sick all the time or whatever. She just gets lonely. Sure. Okay, help her discover a new hobby. You know, maybe if, you know, dad-in-law is long gone, maybe a dating service. I mean, people freak when I say that. But quite <laughs> frankly, older people date. Sure. You know, or maybe a senior center where there's activities or whatever appeals for her. You can help her fill her time so that she's not just wandering around lonely and miserable and therefore, you know, dragging on you yeah yeah and and like i said there's the mother-in-laws get such a bad rap um but you know really sometimes it's just you know they have this empty nest thing going on and they and they want to spend some time with somebody or 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 you know you are in their life now and they love you just like they love their own son or daughter and they they genuinely want to spend time with you and and it's one of those things that i guess you have to come to grips with when, when you marry somebody, it's that part of that saying, you know, you also marry their family and it's another yes, relationship you that you have to, to, to weave into your life. And I think that's, that's really the key here, Steve, which is it's a relationship you weave into your life. Frankly, most people do not have horrific mother-in-laws. It's the bad apple in the bunch that has given mother-in-law such a hideous reputation. <laughs> most of us have very decent people for mother-in-laws. They just can be a little bit more demanding than we enjoy. Yeah. I will uh, be, I want to say for the record, I have a great mother-in-law, Karen, if you're listening. Um, I want you to know that I deeply appreciate you and I have no ill feelings. So <laughs> I don't want you to, that one up. yeah, I don't want you to think that any of the past content we've produced is in response to any of our, uh, relationship ongoing so um you know uh noel that is going to do it for us um so another great podcast in the book so thank you so much for your time 
My pleasure. Uh, you guys are listening to Dr. Noelle Nelson, who is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, and is also the author of nine best-selling books, including her most recent, Your Man is Wonderful, and also Dangerous Relationships. Uh, Dr. Nelson ha- um, has her website, Your Man is Wonderful, where she blogs. And you can also get more at drnoellenelson.com. And uh, you can also follow Noelle on Twitter at Dr. Noelle Nelson. And I'm on Twitter as well at Hitched Media. And, uh, you know, we, I, I should preface, uh, or not preface any, and anymore, but, uh, you know, we have a lot of holiday stuff coming up. And so I want to kind of tease out a little bit that we're going to have gift guides and our, there's already a uh, special section on dealing with Thanksgiving, um, on the homepage. So be sure to check that out. And if you have any questions, be sure to email us or hit us up on Twitter or Facebook and uh, we'll try to address your holiday needs because we know this is uh, an, an extra uh, added levels of stress to your uh, marriage and relationships. So uh, one more time, thank you so much, Noel, and I can't wait to do this again soon. Thank you, Steve. Okay, take care, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian! I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched. Entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.